This episode is in collaboration with Parsec Sabres. Jedi. Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Ahsoka Tano. Recap. Let's see what knowledge is lurking inside that little mind. Now tell me, where is Grand Admiral Thrawn? So good. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy and welcome to Star Wars Sessions Ahsoka Recap. It's finally here. It's Tarno time. Ahsoka's upon us. My name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the Hud, and joining me as ever in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon, he's the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there. It's Luke Bly, Master Blywalker. How goes it, mate? Oi, oi, Savaloi. Um, Tano Tuesdays, but for us, it's still Ahsoka Wednesdays, I yeah. suppose. Is that? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. But listen, listen, for us, mate, not really. Like, not, not much changes, does it? Really? Like, I'm not getting. Like, no. did you, were you tempted at all to watch this at 2 a.m.? I know we saw it on Monday <laughs> night, but like. Will, will you do that going forward or are you just going to do the morning like yeah <laughs> I, can, I will not I was up late last night um, because we, we were messing with each other about 1am uh, or half past 12 <laughs> at least so and it did get to the point where I thought should I just stay up but then I realised there's two episodes I'm not going to bed till four I've got to go to work um, mm. so no I didn't so I'm going to watch it early in the morning and I'm just going to mute any socials or, or spoiler chats on our discords because now we know that it's in the States, it's 6 p.m. and 9 p.m. their mm. time. Spoilers will be floating around everywhere. So, uh, but wait, are you? Are you going to be staying up till 2 a.m. or are you going to get some kip? Oh, come on, mate. I'm not, I am not a morning, I like my sleep. I am a, <laughs> I am a night owl, but not yep. to the point where it's going to affect me so badly the next day. Like if I'm staying yes. up at 2 a.m. to watch new Star Wars, you know, I like you said, if like best part of an hour to record it or uh, to watch it, sorry. And then I'm thinking, oh, I've got to record like the, the next morning. Maybe I should make notes or something. It just doesn't sound enjoyable to me. If you're a machine and you can do that, more power to you. Yeah. I'm just going to watch it in the morning. Like, so and that's what I mean. Nothing really changes for us. I do, however, think it is a very, very smart move it's a very yeah. smart move for disney lucasfilm yeah to put it out at 6 p.m what is it 6 p.m california time in yeah, 9 PS, p.m yeah. new york east coast time right in the states do you like let's not get it twisted the u.s is by far the biggest star wars market yeah and what it, this is now primetime tv this is now yeah. event tv by definition like if, if all of those people in, in the american you know um time zones can think right you know six o'clock yeah let's get a bit of a soaker on get the popcorn have a few people around it makes it more there's just more to it it's more community more eventful i don't know mate i think it's a really really smart move and what a series to start that off with to start doing that for like it's it yeah <laughs> no very I, I agree mate we know lucasfilm star wars they they tend to lean more into the us uh fan base for better or worse but for something like this 
I think given that it is going to be, well, they hope it's going to be a big show, then I think it is better for them to put it out at 6pm or 9pm because families can sit around and watch it and then they can talk about it and then they can post about it online and get that social engagement up, which is the most important thing for them. And of course, in light of the lack of press coverage going around, it probably right. in their best interest to do everything they can to push this. And before we start, just on this recap, we do want to acknowledge the WGA and SAG after strikes and that without the labour of the writers and actors currently on strike, Star Wars Ahsoka would not exist. And we also feel that discussing Ahsoka, it celebrates the work that everybody on this production did without undermining our support for those on strike, which we have been very vocal in announcing over the last few weeks. So we wanted to get that um, on the record early that we are going to be, we're going to be talking about Ahsoka each week. It's to recap, but we're going to be celebrating the work that's done on this show. Hopefully mate, it's a good show as well. Hopefully this nails it. Cause like you said, we kind of feel like they've got to nail this given Lucasfilm being on, or Disney being on Rocky ground somewhat. They've got to nail Ahsoka. They've got to get this show right. I mean, as well, just just on the back of what you just said, re um, like WGA and SAG-AFTRA, we also did an episode like a few weeks ago about that, you know, exploring the nuances of how it's affecting stars. And we understand, you know, these these situations, in these situations, Star Wars isn't the be-all and end-all yet. It's not, yep. it's not important compared to people's uh, livelihoods. But, you know, yeah, go go back and listen to that because I think you get a bit more of, uh, Matt and I's, you know, you know, stance and take on it and, yes. and, and stuff, right? So, yeah, more, more personal things to it. Uh, uh, but anyway, um, this is Ahsoka. Um, should we? I mean, I can't believe it's here. Like, <laughs> this was announced yeah. back in <laughs> December 2020, you know, wow. after, after that, the Jedi episode of Mandalorian season two. We couldn't believe it. I remember thinking, they just, open up this episode with Ahsoka swinging those white lightsabers about, <laughs> which, I mean, really, that is kind of the backdoor pilot of this show. I think that's yeah. what, that's my first point I'm going to make. That is the kind of, the, the honorary first episode of the Ahsoka series, in my opinion. <laughs> now, should we do a little bit of time traveling, mate, and go back to our thoughts from London on Monday night because we had the privilege of seeing Ahsoka a little wee bit early, basically a few hours early, uh, in central London at the BFI IMAX. Um, and we went with Charlie Jones, who is helping us a load with like social posts and stuff. He's like an editor. Uh, he, he come along, not the, not, not a hardcore Star Wars fan, a casual Star Wars fan. So it's interesting to hear his point of view. And of course, someone else. I don't know if, uh, you know him that well, do you, Matt? Yeah, he came along, this bloke. Who Tolerated him for Spelled about... Spelled S-H-O-R-N. S-H-A-U-G-H-N. <laughs> so many ways. It's S-C-A-N. So many ways. But yeah, my brother, Sean, came along as well for, in honour of being my brother. Came along to... And obviously, he's a big Ahsoka fan. So came along to enjoy the uh, UK screening. It wasn't a premiere, but the UK screening of Ahsoka early episodes one and two at the BFI IMAX. Yeah, let's let's go into the world between worlds, mate, and hear our initial thoughts coming out of the theatre. Lads, how are we feeling? Excited. 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 Can't wait. Can't believe it. Can't wait. Shit, shit, this shit, is the shit. way. Right, 
So we have just seen Ahsoka episodes one and two. Yep. Um, on the IMAX, BFI IMAX, the biggest screen in the UK, and it was big. But what did we think? First thought, so we saw episodes one and two overall. Really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Proper slow burn. They, it is a slow burn, but it breathes. Yes. It breathes. It feels Star Warsy. I think standout moments is music. Well, Kevin um, Kiner's score is quality. It doesn't really, look really rubbish. It looks good. What about the ship? The ships look good. The lights, yeah. the lightsaber fights, they're very, very good. I enjoyed those. I'm, gonna, I'm looking forward to, to, to see what people think of this, but right now, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. It feels very Star Wars in a good way. And I just, I want to know what happens next. It feels right. You can't. That's, it that's, feels very Star Wars yeah. records as well. You cannot escape the fact that this is Rebels season five in real life now. I really enjoyed That's it. True. I think it's going to be problems for some people. I enjoyed it. Let's see where it goes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So good. You're so good. You're going to get on it. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Good start. Um, what's this place called? What is this place it's called? Black and Blue Steakhouse. Right. We are in Black and Blue Steakhouse, just outside Waterloo Station. Um, Matt and I are here, obviously. Yeah. You know. Just come out of the Ahsoka screening. We thought we'd decompress with a rum and coke. We're just going to do some like very quick, spoiler-free thoughts. Um, Sean is also here, Matt's brother, Sean Hudson. You know him, you love him. And also a kind of new member of the Star Wars Sessions family. It's Valuable. Charlie. Charlie's been doing like a load of our social posts and editing for us. Um, and it, it's going to be interesting to get everyone's thoughts and reactions to this right now. Like we, We've literally just walked straight here to get a drink. Um, quickly... Let's like keep it keep it to like a minute or so. Yeah. Uh, Sean, over to you. Thoughts, Ahsoka, first two episodes. What are you thinking, mate? Yeah, yeah. Look, look, look really, really, really liked it. Um, it looks great. It sounds great. Um, I've got my I've got my concerns. It's 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 a pacing's very similar to Andor, I think. But I think what Andor is, you know, we've only seen two episodes, right? We're only twenty five percent of the first season, to be fair. But we've seen two episodes. I think what Andor has done very well is you get Andor's backstory I think what I would say about the, the first two episodes is um, I think it talks quite a lot to what you guys said on the pod it's not just about Ahsoka um, but there's a lot going on in the galaxy at the same time so I think they're trying to fit it all in um, I would be concerned if the runtime of the next six episodes is too short because they've spent um, it's it's not quick. It's fairly slow paced. It's pondering. It's got room to breathe. It's but they're building up a good foundation. But if they're going to get in as much as they need to get in in the next six episodes, they either have to move really quick, which concerns me, or um, they've got to be really long episodes, which I hope they are. But it was really good. It looks great. It sounds great. Rosario is awesome. Um, music. The music is fantastic. Um, and I don't know if it's a, a, a spoiler, but the, the, the crawl at the beginning. Oh. Um, very, very... <laughs> it's uh, non-spoiler, but I suppose yeah. it... I mean, it is a... Oh, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. I won't say what it... I it was good. Okay. I'll be quiet now. All right. Okay. Uh, now, I'm interested to hear Charlie's thoughts because Charlie, although he's helping out with the pod, like, socials and video editing and stuff... Uh, Charlie isn't really like a hardcore Star Wars fan. You, I think you described it, mate, as like a casual fan. Um, and you've not seen Star Wars Rebels. So someone who's not seen that and is a casual Star Wars fan, explain your experience with the first two episodes, mate. How did you enjoy it? 
Yeah, yeah, I, th- I thought it was really good. Um, I think going into it, people can get straight into Ahsoka without having to watch Rebels. I think stuff is explained well enough. Um, and I think if you use your imagination a little bit, you can sort of pick up on, you know, the way they use music to, to, to see, um, like, meaningful moments and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, I think... Maybe a, a little bit of Star Wars knowledge is needed. Maybe just being aware of who Ahsoka is. Maybe a bit of the backstory of uh, that she was Anakin's Padawan, like that sort of thing. Maybe going yeah, into I it. I thought there'd be more of that. Yeah. I thought it would be explained a bit more, but I think it's just sort of slightly mentioned quickly. So I think if you're not paying attention to that specific bit, you may not know about that. So some slight Star Wars knowledge, but again, I think yeah, complete newbies to the Star Wars universe can go straight into this and start to pick it up quite quickly. Amazing. See, I find that interesting because I came out of the IMAX and said, if you don't know Rebels at all, I think you might struggle a little bit with the, the resonance of the emotional weight behind certain moments that happen. If you don't know Rebels, I think some of it may be just a bit like, oh, wow, what, you know, what's all that about? What, right. If you do know it, suddenly it hits harder. But like Charlie said and Shawnee Boy, where the music comes in, yep. so I don't often like when it does this, but it does kind of lead you with how you should be feeling in this moment. Yeah. But where they're not using words... They're using the music to do it. So I do. I think we're only two episodes in. It hasn't explained everything. It ain't going to. We'll, we'll find out more about Ahsoka and Anakin. We'll find out more about the Rebels gang. And for somebody who's... I'll ask you this, Charlie. They're talking about this guy called Ezra an awful lot. Does that mean anything to you whatsoever? Are you intrigued by who this Ezra guy is? So, I mean, again, I've potentially slightly used my imagination a little bit here, but from the way they've spoke about him... I've picked up that in the Rebels TV show, he probably was in that and was in sort of like the the, the crew that they were all in. Um, And then at the end of Rebels, you know, he was meant to have died supposedly, but now the thought that Thrawn may be alive uh, also leads them to think that Ezra could also be alive. Um, So that's what I've picked up, not knowing anything about Rebels. Mate, this is, that's exciting to know actually. But I, I know we're going to dig deeper into it when we actually record and do the recap. This is still very fresh. I do, I do have my like critiques, you know. I think, um, but something that I'm very happy with, like off the jump, is that it breathes. It breathes and it feels very confident. It feels very like Filoni's just gone. Well, yeah, I know you might not know this, but if you don't. I'm going to give you a bit of stuff to, 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 to go with it, but if not, like that's cool. But if you do, there is a lot of Easter eggs if you're a Rebels fan. If, if, I won't say any more. If, but it's, if you're, it's season five. Yeah, if you're a Rebels fan, it's, um, it's right up your street. I think it caters to, to both audiences very well. It caters to the hardcore Star Wars fans. It's got a lot in there for them, but it's also got a lot, and it explains things very well for the newbie sort of people getting into it. There was moments in there as well, I thought, feels a bit like Jedi Fallen Order or Jedi Survivor yeah man and I was really excited some of the dialogue and I was like oh man are they are they going to start connecting whether they did or didn't you'll find out on our recap in a minute but um yeah overall like there's a few things maybe which are a bit here and there with but overall though for for the most part no but no no honestly 99% of it though yeah I really really for for two the first episode Mm. God, it starts really strong. The music's great. It looks great. Yeah. The the cast are great. I really, really liked seeing Hera, Sabine. I thought they were awesome. Um, 
Yeah, no, I'm, I'm very, very pleased with how it's gone so far. I'm looking forward to sort of sitting down and compre- uh, processing it a bit more. Yeah, me too. But I need to watch it yeah. again. I need, to, I need to watch it again. I'm very, very positive. And that isn't a blinkered, yeah, we've just been to a, a, a multimedia screen of it. It's a, oh, no, I really like that. It's really decent storytelling. I, I think, I think the, act, to, the acting's really good. Uh, and again, I know I mentioned it's not, it's not Andor, but what I think Andor did really well and, and Ahsoka from what I've seen so far is you forget that it's a Star Wars sometimes it's just actually a really good TV program right. um, but, but you know obviously you've got the galaxy and the universe going all around it but it's it's really well acted out I think right well let's fast forward to Wednesday where we've been able to watch Ahsoka again maybe our feelings have changed we'll and see. yeah let's see mate let's see uh, let's have a few more uh, well one or two more rum and cokes Execution. right there we go <laughs> Mate, we love it, don't we? We love <laughs> <laughs> an after an after event drinky poo and chat, yes. you know, because yes. that's it. I don't know about you, but it really helps me. Same with the recaps, it helps me just digest everything. And so it's interesting listening back and hearing like our opinion, our immediate thoughts and reactions, particularly Charlie's. I thought Charlie's were really, really interesting, considering the guy's never seen Rebels. Yes. Um, mm very interesting we'll talk about that more um but we've have you managed to i mean i've rewatched the episodes this morning right so it's now wednesday 23rd of august 2023 the release of ahsoka season one episodes one and two uh i've rewatched it have you rewatched it my man i have rewatched it. i've rewatched episodes one and two and if now's the time to talk about it it's also the time to issue the warning that we are going to be going full spoiler with these discussions. If you haven't seen parts one and two of Ahsoka, don't listen to this yet. Go and watch those episodes. Come back and listen because we are going to be uh, dropping bombs all over this with the spoiler variety. So we're not going to tell you again. Spoilers. Now, <laughs> that being said, my man, part one, Master and Apprentice. Part two, mm. Toil and Trouble. Two long episodes. Those who are uh, new to the recap... We do this every time. Up top, we give our thoughts and general top-level opinion on the episode. Uh, but now we've got two. So, Lukey boy, I guess as a as a whole, what did you think about parts one and parts two, and also just kind of individually, which you know, which one did you think had was stronger? Mm. Mm. Okay. Um, overall, overall, fantastic start to this series. Yeah. It's a fantastic start to this series. I've been telling a lot of people, you know, it feels very star warsy there is a lot to love there is so much to love in this show um it isn't without its flaws or maybe even concerns a bit like what you, you what your brother said just a moment ago you know I, there are a few things now going going forward i'm thinking right how are they going to do that how are they going to do this but also yeah, that's me with my podcast hat on, isn't it? You know, that's me thinking, oh, what's that? Whereas really, it's not that deep right now, is it? I'm, I'm, I am just happy to sit back, relax, and, in, and, and, and enjoy the content. And that's exactly what I did with these episodes, mate. Do you know what, mate? I enjoyed it more second time round. I don't know about you, but huh. I, there was more for me to like in the second episode. It sounds like you think differently. No, no, I don't. I, I wasn't expecting oh. that. Um, I, uh, like you, I thought both of these were were really very good. Uh, with with the usual caveat that this that maybe 
a concern here and maybe an mm. issue there, but let's not get our wires crossed. Overall, I think it's a very, very strong start. And yes. yeah, I, the, the, the litmus test, though, for a lot of people is, does it hold up second time around? Seeing it on the biggest screen in the UK with that sound is always going to be an experience. What's it like when you downgrade to a significantly smaller TV with a significantly uh, quieter sound system? But it worked for me, mate. Yeah, it, obviously, because we knew where the story was going, we didn't have that element of surprise. But I wasn't yeah. bored. I wasn't waiting for certain moments to be over or thinking, oh, no, this thing I had a, an issue with, it's make it, it you know it's amplified it now no 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 i didn't come out of my second viewing thinking yeah this is annoying this is this is uh this is more of a negative works for me just as much second time around if not more because i could look for little things outside of what mm-hmm. i already know um mm-hmm. part one very good part two uh i think part one was stronger yes. of an episode i think part two yes. was slightly shorter but uh don't get me wrong though it's setting things up it's setting the the wheels in motion for what is going to be clearly a serialized series, not an episodic one. This feels like one. I think you said off air, these two episodes feels like one big one, doesn't it, mate? Yeah, it does. It really, I think, well, throwing it back to you, it's, you mm-hmm. said it's like a film. It's like a, mm-hmm. it's like an introductory short film. And it is like that. And I will start with this point. I'll start with this cool, point. These episodes, and this for both episodes, and I think we're, we're going to, you know, go through part one first and then part yep. two, but we're going to jump around. You guys, yes. if you're used to the sessions, you know, we, we are going to jump around. We are a bit messy, you're so but it. It, it's going to be fine. We're going to recap it all. Um, the, both do feel cinematic. They feel big in scope, whether that is with uh, the storytelling or the the cinematography, you know, the filming, it looks big. Dave Filoni, mate. Dave Filoni. I, I think this guy, although like anyone, imperfect, you know, mm-hmm. has, has, has things to learn, clearly, he has remarkable potential, mate. Remarkable. Considering this guy come from animation, dude. Like, hundred, yeah, yeah. Come on, credit where credit's due. He he he's a talented guy. That first episode was brilliant, and 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 the volume wasn't that volumey. Yeah. It's just me. It just wasn't it, the the, the quality. I mean, at places I noticed it, but it is a vol. I think you you even said the other day it is a volume production. Full yeah. stop. But generally, the effects were very impressive whether it's whether it's the um the duels or or or, or the ships the movement oh, of yeah. the ships yeah. and it made me think <laughs> i know i hate to bring it up every time i'm really sorry guys but it we're makes gonna me try not like, to but we can't help it but you think it can i just think of kenobi those the ships in kenobi didn't move or look like ships in star wars and it was such a simple thing that's like why is it yeah, yeah, why has it been done like that? Why is it so unpolished? And yet here it's so well polished. Um, dude, part one, Master and Apprentice, directed by Dave Filoni. Um, mm. All red intro, and we get a red text crawl. That that was the last thing I was expecting to get. Yeah, at the that st- got a gasp from the audience. I was that like, did oh. As well. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what? what? Um, and we, we've said on previous sessions shows that 
I wonder going forward, what are the films going to do as an intro? Will they have the crawl? Will they Mm. maybe do it in a different color? I think I said maybe they could do it in blue, like the uh, end credits font. But no, they've gone like you said. Solo kind of did that, didn't it? Solo, Solo did did it, and I didn't mind that. I I I like the if if you've got a story to tell or exposition to drop, I kind of like the idea of putting as much of it in that opening crawl as possible, because then you haven't got to say it as much in the show. And I love Mm. I love the red mate. It's it goes with the tone of certainly part one, but also the the two we've seen. The tone is very foreboding. It's very mysterious. It's a very sinister tone, and there's a confluence of many aspects to make that but that red um red crawl mate and the music from kevin kiner i know we're going to talk about kiner's score but the sinister music do you know what i'm not gonna lie mate you know mm. me i love i love i love my films of a horror inflection but i was listening to the music i was like oh, it's quite chilling music actually in that opening crawl section and it really sets the mm. stage for what's going to come yeah there we get we get plenty of star warsy tones throughout these episodes of course we do but there is this kind of atmosphere hanging over the proceedings as something is coming like ahsoka said in the marketing something dark is coming and they've captured that in these first two episodes i feel that there is a weight here which i wasn't expecting mate and that is down to feloni's writing down to dave and steph green and the cinematography from eric stilberg and kuyen tran um mm. and i agree with you it doesn't look it is a volume production Very it's good. gonna feel volumey at times and at times it did but for the most part, you know, I got like like I did with the Good Mando episodes. I got so into what I was watching that I don't care if it feels a bit volumey because I'm so because I'm enjoying the what they've done here. I like the look of these planets they've given us. I think the planets are all interesting, um, the ones we have seen and the ones we haven't seen. Um, and also, just before we carry on as well, mate, yeah, uh, we we always talk about aliens, and I know a lot of people have spoken about aliens, and I know you have as well. <laughs> What didn't dawn on me until literally this morning, like this is the first live action Star Wars show or film to feature non-humans as the to aliens as the lead. And it also yes. features three women with top billing, which is a massive step forward, um, which, you know, may, may not work for some, if not. But we've got aliens as our lead here, pretty much with Ahsoka and, and Hera. And I think that's a very important kind of uh, thing to throw into the mix there. Uh, I know you love an alien. I love me an alien, mate. I love <laughs> me an alien, but it looks good. It look, I think yes. someone was de- someone was messaging us. I might, might have been on X or Twitter saying like, "Oh, are there aliens?" You know, and I think they were they were aware of my you know complaint and concern love. sometimes during Andor. You know, and I'll say this up top. You know, I've, I'm already starting to see it. You know, the comparisons to Andor. Yeah. yeah. Andor, Andor is, without a doubt, yeah, it is a masterpiece in Star Wars. It's a masterpiece out of Star Wars. It's it's phenomenal. But it is completely different. The, 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 the setting, the context, yes. the flavor is consciously, consciously completely different. And you don't need to say, oh, well, it's not quite Andor or, yeah, yeah, it, it, well, yeah no. Yeah, obviously Andor's it's Andor. not. It's, yeah. Oh, it winds me up. It's, 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 I think, more fair to compare this to, you know, your, your Mandos, your Book of Boba Fett's and yeah, stuff. Cause it's, yeah. it's, it's part of the same, it's part of the same shared point of, 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 of the story, you know, and Andor's just, com- it's completely different. And Star Wars is big enough to, to do that, right? I've, I've said it. It's out there now. Um, um 
Yeah, it, it's done. It's done. You know, I, I wanted to <laughs> say as well, you know, when The Crawl in, in London, when we were watching this, The Crawl came up. And I, I, I don't think I remembered like anything it said. Like I remember the capitalization of the New Republic and the Empire and Grand Admiral Thrawn. And I was like, because I was just shooketh. I was like, oh, <laughs> we all gasped. We all literally went. Oh, we didn't expect it. I genuinely didn't expect it. It was from that moment I was like, oh yeah, we're in for a good, we're in for a good night. It's going to be a good time. We're, you know, everyone's gasping at the oh the crawl. Oh, it's red. It's red and it's vertical. It's not going toward the stars. It's just going up. It's you know, it's a bit different to meeting I like it, and I think it suits yeah. it better than than let's say solo, which kind of you know you can tell with solo they just like kind of through that. I, you know, I like solo as a film, but you know it's not it's not the strongest instalment. But they, it feels like they just threw that together. This is like no, no, no. It it feels like it has more purpose, and that it's been probably there as part of the plan. For, for a while, I won't say from the start, but for for a, for a, for a long mm-hmm. time, and the the show just like it just starts it starts with a really pacey bit of storytelling, which I, I I'm not sure I was expecting. You know, I really didn't think we would be getting a crawl and then straight into the story. I thought they were going to really lean into you know here's a. A, a, a throwback. Here's a vision to the Clone Wars, and yeah. and I wasn't sure how you know because that could be really suckish. It could have been really lame. I I still think we might get that further on into the story, but yeah. there's a certain level of bravery of look. We're just going to go into the story. We're going to go into the story, and if you've been watching the Mandover stuff, if you've watched Star Wars Rebels, great. If you've not. I'm sure you're going to enjoy a lot of this, but you, some of the context might be lost uh, on you a wee bit. Um, but, mate, that start, the signal, oh, it's an old Jedi code. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to call their bluff. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, oh. Captain Hale talking the big talk. When, uh, when, because it's Balin and Shin. I love the fact that they thought it was Home One, which is Akbar's ship from the Battle of Endor or Return of the Jedi. So it's uh, they were like, oh, that's not Home One. They're early. Uh, I love the fact that even though he thinks it's, he doesn't oh. think it's a Jedi, he can clearly see they've got lightsabers and he puts his hand up. He's like, nah, you're just Imperial trash. I was like, you, you're talking the big talk surrounded by six new Republic officers, but nah, hmm. I got real Phantom Menace vibes from this. So like an inverted Phantom Menace. I wrote Menace. that. Yes, I wrote yes. that as and, well. And it ain't the first time in this episode that there are Phantom Menace vibes either. Um, no. But I loved it. I love the fact that we get that cruiser shot to start with, kind of like a new hope, you know, very Filoni paying homage. And we see our villains first. We see Balin and Shin. And in that intro, you would have heard me chanting, Shin, Shin, Shin. I thought she looks great. And as the character. And she is superb. Shin Hattie. Great. Can we get an action figure of her as soon as possible? Like, I want to cosplay as her. Uh, let's uh, I'm going to come back to no do you know what I'm going to say now Shin has this look to her like Balin and Shin their their relationship their dynamic is very very interesting but but I think the the casting of Shin have you got there have you got Ivana Sakno Ivana Ivana Sakno okay Sakno Sakno um it's her eyes man she doesn't like blink 
yeah. she doesn't blink. Yeah. And even my missus, I was watching it this morning and we were, you know, in the living room and the missus was like doing a bit of work on her laptop. She had the headphones in, but she, she could not help but like watch a lot of this. And she was like, She's wow, this is very impressive. She picked up on what you just said earlier as well. She's like, yeah, it's, it's very much a female driven show, isn't it? But it's not. It's not like, you know, I always use this as kind of the the negative benchmark of that scene in Avengers where they're like, hey, we're the female Avengers. We're going to do this scene. Heavy fisted, wasn't it? That was. Yeah. Heavy handed and heavy. Yeah. It it just, it didn't, it it doesn't come off as sincerely. With this, it feels very, very organic. It's like, well, yeah, these characters all exist or they're new, but. They all have a genuine part to play. That's what a good story does, right? It's it's irrelevant who they are, to be honest, right? You know, everything else is kind of, you know, a footnote. But it's it's just it's nice to see. It's refreshing to see, I suppose. But um, it, it's it's done very very well. She even her eye makeup. I think my missus was saying, "Hey, look, like her eye makeup makes her eyes pop more, so she has more of this like." I have that glancing look. Are you serious? (laughs) Yeah, like the kind of like she's got like this dark eyeshadow. I don't know what the terminology is, but eyeshadow and (laughs) eye makeup, which really it draws you to her eyes because she's got um, kind of obviously quite pale skin and bleach blonde hair, and Mm. she's got these very kind of intense dark black circles around her eyes. And I believe her eyes are—I think they're blue. I think so. They kind of like stick stick out even more. But either way, it's very intense look, isn't it? Big time. It uh, and and Ray Stevenson, rest in peace. Um, by yeah. the way, I'll, I'll say this up top: the the nod to him right at the end for our friend Ray. You know that was that was you know that was very emotional nice. and that was very yeah very nice and an, and a, and a classy classy way of doing that. Um, he was so good. He's a unit, isn't he? I did he's not realize big Irish boy how stacked. Ray was like he's tall as well, isn't he? Like even on camera, you're like, wow, he's a good like foot taller than everyone. He's around, isn't he? Yeah, yeah and maybe that's posing boy, he's isn't he? Around people who are quite short or something, I don't know, or slender, I don't know. But he does look like an absolute unit. Like his chest is huge. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, wow, this guy. And even the way he's, he's using his lightsaber is very, you know, it's rigid. But yeah, it's rigid. It's not fluid, and yet it's still it still has that yeah power to it. And um, visually, that's kind of what what his character is trying to tell you, I suppose, is that he's rigid and that he's stoic. He's powerful, and it comes across really, really simple storytelling. It's nothing. It's not rocket science, but thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyable. And they save. Oh, um, I. I wrote down Moore's Goth for some reason. Morgan, uh, I know. Yeah, no, it's Morgan Elsbeth, isn't Tolkien. it? It's, yeah, it's, and I know. <laughs> but for some reason, in my notes today, I wrote down Moore's rescues Moore's Goth, and I was like, it was only, it was only like during the second episode. I was like, hang on, did I? <laughs> I was like, got that gothic look I, to her. Why did I? She's write a that? nice sister after all, apparently. Um, yeah, they they, they got to break her out. She's hired Balin and Shin to break her out, and apparently she pays very well. Um, yeah, so they, they break her out. So the initial rumours from the trailers were true that that was a prison break, and we get yeah. and, and then we and then we get to the title card of um, who who is this Jedi? 
So Katano, bang, there is your title card. So start. it starts with a bang. Shin and Balan are absolutely murking the New Republic fools. They're flinging them about. They're slicing them up. What, what, what this intro showed me, mate, that is if you get uh, a saber strike, it's going to be lethal. Surely. We'll see. But um, <laughs> those New Republic guys did not stand <laughs> a chance. I've I've written like a little paragraph on that, and I know okay. we we chatted about it at the pub, and I think we were, we were on the same page. Sure, I mean you've said it now, you've said it. I can't shelve that. I can't shelve that for the time being. We're like, let's just talk about if you're let's, stabbed in Star Wars. Let's talk about stabbing Ren then. St- very good. I came out very- with that myself. Very good. I'm sure everyone at home is all oh, classic Matt. You're an idiot. Uh, <laughs> listen, I I think the issue is I would have less of a problem with this. I would have less of a problem with this if it were done better in the Kenobi series. Because That's in the it. Kenobi series, Reva is stabbed and yeah, listen, I like a lot of Kenobi and I still like it as a show. It's it's got some phenomenal, phenomenal points and great episodes. But that 100%. decision of People getting stabbed and surviving and stabbed and surviving like, over and over again. And but but not look, there's nothing inherently wrong with being stabbed and surviving in Star Wars, right? In a crazy, you know, galaxy far, far away where there are aliens and droids and you know, all sorts of technology Before. and machinery. It's not that far-fetched, but you need to give us some context. You can't just leave that for the imagination always, especially when you do it twice in one show, in a six-part yeah. show. Twice, yeah. Matt. That's the problem, isn't it? It's that's the problem. And here, and I've written this as well, and I said this again at the pub, is that Filoni adds context to stuff just a little bit, just a little bit, right? So she gets stabbed at the end of episode one, right, Sabine? And then um, she wakes up, she's in hospital. You know she's going to survive anyway, but she's in hospital. She's been looked after. You get a bad boy uh, 2-1-B droid looking after (laughs) her. And, you know, you look at her tummy and there's a scar. There's a whole wound there. It L- looks a little bit like a like a stoma, but it isn't a stoma. It's just a mm-hmm. lightsaber wound, right? I used to have a stoma, by the way, for about a year, and then I got it reversed. Crohn's. Um, but that's anyway, move, moving on. Oh, it, it, it's just that's the first thing I thought when I saw it. I was like, oh, it that's quite sweet. I wonder, I wonder if there's like any kiddies with like like bags or stomas that are thinking, oh, that's like what I have. And I don't know, maybe maybe it's that's like quite a sweet thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just gives us a little context. Another example, just because I've written it down and while we're talking about it, mate, is um, you know the the lightsaber investigation. Hu Yang's like Ahsoka's like, oh, can you figure out? where these lightsabers are from right number one she says that to him she goes hey yang can you just like find out where these like if we've seen these lightsabers before where they're from and then the episode follows it up by saying look well not seen this uh, this lightsaber before but this one it is part of the archives so just just through a few sentences mate You've got more context. You've got, and that's a thing that Star Wars fans, you know, understandably, like to poke holes in. I like to go, oh, yes. how did they know that? How did that happen? You know, yep. but in this, it actually tells you, and I, I do appreciate that. In, in, in a show that is maybe a bit MacGuffin-y, I get why, but it is a bit MacGuffin-y, right? It's chasing things like there's a map that goes to here, that goes to there, but. I like that it actually explains itself. Anyway, 
what do you think about the whole stabby stabby survive <laughs> it's, thing before I yeah, go off on I mean, a one? <laughs> lot stab, stabby stabby. Um, to, to your to your point, mate, it's it is what it is. I know people will probably roll their eyes when we compare it to Kenobi again, but you, Kenobi set the standard that you know you can now get stabbed directly in the gut as a kid and an adult twice and survive. I mean, and then everybody then says, "Well, I didn't quite gone." Different filmmakers, different eras, whatever, but. Um, it, it is becoming a problem that there are no stakes in Star Wars and that, frankly, it does annoy me. That's one of my biggest bugbears about anything. I've seen it in recent uh, in, in, in films from other IPs where fa- fatal things will happen. But at the end, they're like, no, actually, I'm all right. I'm just on life support, though. It's like, no, 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 that, yeah. that's not how it works. But in this one, if I'm going to throw a bone to um, Obi-Wan Filoni, they do show very the, good. Thank you. The lightsaber does uh, enter Sabine's gut, just kind of just to the left of center. So it isn't yes. directly down the middle. So they do show that. And then, as you mentioned, when you actually see the wound, it isn't directly in the middle. So you could say, well, it's missed all the vital organs. And obviously, people will also say it's a lightsaber. It cauterizes. So there's no blood loss and all that kind of stuff. So there are in universe ways that people try to. Um, try to quantify Justify this it or quite yeah, yeah 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 I, I don't like Science. it though mate i don't like it. i mean here it was a surprise when it happened and not a welcome one because i love sabine but we knew sabine was going to cut her hair and come back so the, the kind of right that was lost a little bit the real wow factor but i don't know yeah, why I, they I, don't I, just do like a fin in the force awakens you know like fin in fin in the force awakens like just gets like scratched up he gets like a, a really bad scar yeah but like it's not a stab like since when does all lightsaber like inflictions need to be stabbing they don't do exactly they? one of the new republic guys it looked like he got sliced on the leg they sh- that's where you see yeah. the actual slash and he's dead i'm like well hold great on. point oh come on yeah, guys great point if, if that is not how it, i could go on for hours about it. i don't want to leave the point too much from my end but i'm you know we knew that sabine wasn't going to die in that moment and it served to show that um that Shin was by far the better, more proficient fighter, and that Sabine isn't wasn't ready. But they got to stop doing it, mate. They got to stop faking out like that. While we're on Sabine, uh, this is what we told you guys. We're going to be going all over the place. This, but you've yeah, watched man. it, right? That's why you're listening to a recap. How I'm old sad. do you think Sabine is in this? Because Sabine is obviously a character that we were introduced to think- in uh, Rebels, and she's um, young in that, right? She's a teen. She's meant to be the same age. Oh no, she's about fifteen, I think, or sixteen when it starts. I think. So what? Rebels she starts, meant to be like, a bit, a bit older than Ezra and like I think Luke Skywalker. Yeah, give or take. I think she's a year or two older. I think because Rebel starts what five or six years before A New Hope. I, I actually looked on Wikipedia because I needed to check something. She was born twenty-one years before A New Hope, so she's about sixteen, maybe when Rebel starts. Probably about twenty-one when it ends. This is set. 10 years after rebels and i think mm. also a lot of people forget that well, if people are saying this doesn't feel like sabine doesn't feel like Hera, doesn't feel like whoever it's been 10 years since rebels and things have changed and a lot of the same they, as you were 10 years ago exactly they right. cannot be the same person chopper can because he's a war criminal but they cannot be <laughs> the same people as they were 10 years ago so i think she's kind of early 30s i think mate do you think? Wow. I think so. She I think, looks young. I think so. And Natasha Lee, I don't know how old she is, but she does look young as well. She does look young, but look, some people just look young, don't they, I suppose. Um, 
I mean, she's got a lot going for her for her age. You know, this is a this is a point that I, again I noted down. It's like right, you know, she's being trained as a Padawan. We'll get to that because I mm. like that. There's there's a line in the second episode where um, uh, Sabine is comparing herself to Ezra, right? You know, yeah. who who was force sensitive. It's you know was a Jedi Padawan under Kanan in Star Wars Rebels, and she says, "Well, I haven't got Ezra's like um, talents." abilities or, or or abilities and yeah. it's like well yeah maybe she's not force sensitive she was just being trained in the ways of the jedi maybe maybe i know you got i know you're th- like that's yeah, we'll not get to that. that's we'll not, get to that that's not certain right i i hear you but like, it's in in my in, on, on my second watch that stood out that line stood out to me more and i was like mm, okay that's not there by accident Maybe, yeah. but as you said, you'll 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 bring that out, I'm sure. But listen, you've got you've got a young a, a, a young lady who's um you know potentially a a, a, a Jedi, you know, uh, a, a Mandalorian, an artist, you know, very intelligent. She she's done she's done a lot of things in her life, hasn't she? And it was it was nice, I think, to see her get knocked down a peg by Shin. Like Shin really just like owned her and i stylistically stylistically i loved the jewels in this including shin and sabine's i think that was maybe one of the best ones but even ahsoka versus the droids at the start and ahsoka versus that like random inquisitor that just you know is hanging out with shin and balen (laughs) you're like all right okay (laughs) don't know that is but we'll go along with it i guess i hope that is answered and we get clarity on that because that is a little bit random considering they're like we are no jedi and they've got orange lightsabers but oh who's that third one oh yeah it's an inquisitor it's an old yeah yeah, he's just got like red lightsabers survived the empire we adopted inquisitor but i thought the inquisitors were phased out by the time of like a new hope empire yeah Yeah, no no don't worry nah don't worry about that like baloney in it oh. <laughs> anyway anyway let me <laughs> chuck my skeptical hey, hat off throw <laughs> that to the other side because you know i don't want to judge everything before i've not seen the whole well, series and the whole you that's know it. so well that's it i mean we mm. could find out that this inquisitor is someone like uh barris or or somebody else and in turn turns out they're they're not an inquisitor they just have one of their lightsabers or could be something yeah, like true. that or, or a mercenary. Um, true. Th- another thing I don't want to judge before I've seen all eight episodes is the MacGuffin that you mentioned, the, the map, which uh, I, it okay. kind of caused me to clench a little bit when I saw that in the crawl, they speaking about a map, which leads to the location of grand Admiral Thrawn. So I thought, here we go. The force awakens is back with the rise of Skywalker. Here we, we need, and I thought, yeah. what, 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 what is this map all about? And my my understanding of this map now is that it's in another gal the the location points to another galaxy. It's called the Path of Peridia, I believe Balin calls it. The Jedi kids in the Jedi Temple spoke about it as legend. Uh, so my understanding or my take on it is that Thrawn's out there in this other galaxy. He has gone to this planet because he knows it has some link to uh, the the Night Sisters of Dathomir, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. then in turn he can say to Morgan, "Look, I'm on this planet." find a way you know there's and then she'll be like well there's a i know there's a map to it somewhere in legend let's find it i don't think it's a case of he's left a map to his location and everyone's got to go and find it i don't think it's quite like that i think it's just he's that's the nearest planet he knows that he can get he can identify that morgan can as well 
but yeah, the whole map thing is it you know it it is a MacGuffin, and both sides are after it. Ahsoka wants it so they can find Ezra because Ezra saved her in Rebels from the World Between Worlds. She owes him that debt, and of course, Sabine wants to find him because of the the fam- the, the fam- the whole family side of it. And Morgan and Morgan wants to find to bring back Thrawn so they can ignite another war. Uh, and then Balin and Shin, and Shin's kind of like, what what do we do when we find him? And Balin's like, for some war. You know, for uh, but for us, it's power more than you can ever imagine. And those two, I love. Uh, we don't quite, I can't quite grasp because at times Balin looks like the one he's not fully on board with the whole being a bad guy totally. Mm, and then I look at no, someone like not. Shin in that moment when Balin says, "You know, we can have all the power we want." In that moment, she doesn't, she doesn't smile or doesn't look like she's like, "Yeah, that sounds awesome." She just kind of looks at him like, "Huh." So I, I love mm. the fact that I can't quite gra- get uh, get a grip on them. But the MacGuffin side of it, they, they, they will explain it. They have started to. I don't think it's as simple as I've left a map to come and find me. I think you know there's there's been ten years since Thrawn's gone. There's there will be pieces in place as to why that map needs to be found. And I'm willing. Of course, I'm willing. I'm I'm open and happy to wait and see how that unfolds. But when when you saw the map, mate, and that was the MacGuffin, did you get flashbacks or were you just like, no, no, I'm here for the ride. What's Dave got? Well, it, it felt, by the, by the way, uh, just in case, I'm sure most people listening to this understand what a MacGuffin is, but I'm thinking there might be one or two, because I didn't know what it was until, you know, I got into the Star Wars lore and into the Star Wars fandom, to be honest, right? I wasn't yeah, yeah. really aware of. I'm, I mean, you might have heard it once, twice back in school when I was doing my GCSEs or something, but uh, a MacGuffin is an object or a device in a film or a book which serves merely as a trigger for the plot. Yes, so inciting thing. Yeah. Think, yeah, the map to Luke Skywalker in Rise of Skywalker, um, in Force Awakens, like what you said, mate, or Rise of Skywalker, you've kind of got these Sith wayfinders, right? And, and the dagger. Yeah. And the dagger. Yeah, there's a lot of MacGuffinery going on in Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> there right? is. And and, and it gun. leans, you know, arguably, it leans too much into that. And mm-hmm. that's why I think when you do see, you know, oh, there's a map and it could go one of two ways, I think. I think I think this lead, leans more toward the adventure film genre side of things. You know, at the beginning of Ahsoka, when, when, when we're first introduced to her and she finds the map and she's doing this thing like th- this, this puzzle, mm. dude, we don't get any dialogue. We don't get yeah. any dialogue for like Very the best slow. part of seven minutes or or so might be even beyond that and and i like that i'm really really enjoying that you know you're not it's not rushing it's just letting things breathe and and that's another big big benefit of these episodes i feel is that they mm-hmm. breathe they're not rushing to do anything it, 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 it and it feels very atmospheric it feels very star warsy because of that yeah, I remember saying to you at the pub that those those that particular scene in the in that temple on I think the planet's called Arcada. I've got it written down, yeah. um, Arcana. That it felt like Fallen Order to me. Like it felt like I was Cal yeah. Yeah. doing these puzzles, yeah. and and you know I, it, the difference is um, Ahsoka wasn't chucking her controller at the wall like I was. She she was doing it slowly, methodically, and she was using the Force to uh, do this puzzle. Um, what I will say is mm. on on Ahsoka and Rosario. At times, uh, certainly to start with, there, there was almost like, she, I think she's great. I think she's great as a Ahsoka. She really nails the mannerisms, the looks 
of Ahsoka. Um, and yeah. I think the makeup is sensational. But there were times when I did think, bit standoff she's a bit standoffish and i do think she's she and, and i think that comes down to like you said about sabine sabine's seen stuff ahsoka's seen stuff she's been through mm. a lot and i think this is now the consequence of of all of that um but so i you mean like, like you, you mean like the character's standoffish the, 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 the character i thought yeah like, like the, yes they're not, not i would agree was, like, manner, i just felt like the, in sh- when she was speaking it was kind of almost Kind of a loop at times. <laughs> kind of a bit cut. cut. Talking to oh, a drawer no. like that. But, um, but that isn't a. That isn't to say I didn't like the character at all because I think Rosario is crushing it. Um, mm. But I like you. I love the fact that we had silence. It was just let's this thing breathe, like you said. Let's take our time. We haven't got a rush. This is serialized. We'll get to where we need to be in good time, guys. But for now, let's just enjoy the spectacle of what we've got here. Yes. Yeah, no, I, um, I, I, I would agree with that, and I think Rosario Dawson is doing a great job of creating yes. uh, this, this, this kind of more mature version of Ahsoka, and I think the influence of Ahsoka is very much a Gandalf, right? We know Filoni is a huge Middle Earth Tolkien fan, right? And he's even done work, um, artwork, right? Fan artwork of Ahsoka yeah. standing next to Gandalf. And, you know, I think she's meant to be this character that is, is kind of moving past the immaturity of not just, you know, the ways of the prequels, you know, the Jedi Order of old, but she's trying to figure out herself. But in doing so, you can tell there are imperfections. So this is not a Gandalf that you would meet in, let's say, fellowship of the ring this is a yeah. much young this is a much younger version of that much younger and she still has a lot to learn but yeah definitely definitely more i i i think she's frustrated and i even um wrote this down when you know she's she's talking to sabine uh sabine asks her you know Ooh, so where do you live where do you live nowadays and she's like uh, ahsoka just like kind of shocked like she kind of looks shocked and she's looking yeah. around like uh where do you think i live here i live on <laughs> i live on this ship right and uh, you know she's running yeah. away from everything but she hasn't got roots anywhere she hasn't got roots yeah. anywhere she hasn't got that family per se she's she's lost that and she's not and really even in rebels she didn't really have that she wasn't part of the core family she's and clearly haunted pro- as well by losing sabine which she says a lot like why is it gotta be so hard you know, i lost it you know i walked away from anakin i walked away from the order just like i walked away from sabine so that's hanging over her as well it's exactly exactly and you know the the antithesis to that is maybe that you know you later on in part two in the second episode sabine is you know, like laying down her armor methodically and respectfully. Very Mandalorian, by the way. Yeah. Very, very Mandalorian. And I, I really enjoy that. Um, but, you know, throughout these episodes, you see you see that Sabine's uh, Mandalorian helmet is just like sitting below this like desk. You know, it's a worktop. Yep. You know, it's just sitting there. Just there. And I, I, th- I think that is symbolic to kind of how Sabine is you know, in, in, in herself, in her state, right. In her, in, in, in her mentality at the moment to life, you know, but it, it's below her necessities, you know, the physical, yeah. you know, I it's like, right, Oh, you've got like your tools, you've got this there. And, and, and I think it's, it's again, it's symbolic for she's putting her past, right. Her culture, 
you know, her belief, her faith, her family, maybe below what she thinks at the moment is set, uh, like sensibly putting down roots. You know, I'm going to live somewhere. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to work. I'm going to do this. You know, I've done my, my bit for the fight. I'm just going to like hang out and I'm going to be sensible. And it's like, well, just because you're staying in one place and you've got a quote unquote home, you know, brick and mortar that, that doesn't, well, you've got a house that doesn't make it a home. You know, that doesn't mean you're so, so Soka and Sabine are kind of in the same place. One is a traveler without roots and one is static on a planet with a house, but still does not have roots. And that, that is, you know, where this, this story can go. And that's very, very, very Star Warsy. That's a very Star Warsy theme, you know, family, love, et cetera, et cetera. So very exciting, mate. By the way, sorry if you can hear like banging outside. Uh, I've got a, um decorate around <laughs> who, who who's a ledge and by the way watched some of ahsoka with me what a lad what a lad <laughs> i was like i'm gonna watch this i'm gonna watch i'm gonna let a few come out and i'm gonna watch this i ain't paying so, for your time but yeah go for it <laughs> which is good to know though isn't it it's good to know that the guy was like Tell this him to is listen. pretty decent isn't it yeah but um anyway right let's <laughs> Let's uh, take a quick break from the Ahsoka chit-chat. Up the top of the episode, we said this episode is in collaboration with Parsec Sabres. Um, Lightsabers, guys. Lightsabers. We love lightsabers. You love lightsabers. Well, Parsec Sabres are created for fans, by fans, and inspired, inspired by the Star Wars universe. Um, We are super excited to be collabing with these guys um that they're, they're great lads we met them at star wars celebration briefly i think yes they're based in the uk and we just got chatting we got nerding out and you know there's a lot of saber companies out there you know that th- th- there are a lot i think what parsec kind of do a bit differently is a they're based in you know the uk so when you're communicating with them Number one, they're in your time zone. Number two, there's probably a few, maybe one or two like cultural differences that you you might just appreciate that work for you. That you're like, they do ship worldwide, by the way. But there's just one or two things you're like, oh, do you know what? This isn't just like a factory somewhere else. And I'm dealing with someone who doesn't really know Star Wars, doesn't really appreciate Star Wars. These guys are actually fans. And that comes across with the Parsec Sabres guys, right? Yeah, and... We here on the sessions, we like to throw our support to, you know, or collaborate with companies who share our ethos for, mm. for quality. So we would never collaborate with a company who doesn't, who we don't believe can g- give you value, can give you a product which we would be proud to hold. And what Par Six Sabres do have are low prices. And I say that uh, with all truth. They, they have many, many different categories of Sabres from their apprentice collection which is their lowest price sabers for beginners, all the way up to their character-inspired sabers. You can get uh, sabers based on Anakin, Ahsoka. You can get the, the Tano dual sabers from Palpatine, Palpatine, Cal Kestis, and more, including content outside of the films. With that, they're an affordable company, but they are not scrimping on the quality. You won't pick this thing up. It's not going to dissolve in your hand. These are made for dueling, and they're made for customizing as well. So where some companies may, may may charge you more, here you're getting the same quality comparably, but you're paying that bit less. So yeah, I'm very proud yeah. to be working alongside the guys at Parsec. 
Yeah, and we're going to be, you know, dropping a little bit of a review for sabers we're being sent, like next week or the week after. So we're going to have those handy. Can't wait to get myself, you know, another lightsaber to the collection. Mm. Uh, They do look pretty neat, if I do say so myself. Um, Listen, yeah, really like the guys at Parsec Sabers. They are legends. They're real people. It's not just like a shell company selling Star Wars tat. No, no, no. It's, It's the... It's the antithesis of that. So go to their website, parsecsabers.com, parsecsabers.com. Use code SESSIONS for 10% off character-inspired sabers and SESSIONS5 for 5% off all other Parsec sabers. But 10% off character sabers, I mean, come on, come on. Imagine that, getting a lightsaber. Or one day, you're lightsaberless. Next day, you can go swinging around with a bad boy uh parsecsabers.com thanks again to the lads for sponsoring or collaborating with us for this episode and now back to your scheduled ahsoka recap let's get into it mate back to ahsoka mate in we were, i mentioned in the pub and outside the pub this is rebel season five in all but name we go to lothal we spend a lot of time on lothal on both of these episodes it looks great we get the freeway mm. leading to ezra's little comms tower but lothal itself in the 10 years since rebels again we've got to remember that time jump oh, it's built wow. up it looks prosperous it looks good and governor Ryder azadi is addressing the crowd played by clancy brown who voiced him in star wars rebels he's dedicating the the rebels mural to commander bridger and the gang and Sabine's meant to be there. And that's, that's our introduction to her. She's tearing down the freeway. She's got this rock and roll blaring as her theme to kind of let the audience who maybe not don't know who she is. They can look at her and think, Oh, that's okay. This, so she's, she's the wild child under this. And you know, she, she's not listening to captain Porter and the lads. She's, she's they're saying stand down. Captain Porter w- was loving it so much. He just let her go. Uh, I think it's a really cool character intro. Loving it. He, he was, was loving, loving it. it so much. <laughs> He was. He just well, nods. He's like, okay, fine. <laughs> I I love the intro. You know, at first when we were in that screening in London, I wasn't sure. I was like, oh, this is a bit different. This is a bit left field. But somewhere, sometimes Star Wars does that, and sometimes Star Wars needs to do that to mix it up. Um, I am here for the weird like rock song playing. In fact, I want. We had rock in Rebels in as well. Remember that Zeb was listening to rock and roll music at one point. I think it was on. Um, the bending yes. planet so it's it's in keeping with the with rebels well between you know Andor and now this you know i'm 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 so and fallen order it. like yeah. mix oh i've fallen or fallen oh. order like <laughs> absolute tune absolute tune um yeah i am fully on board for that intro and do you know what do you know what i'm gonna say have a guess what I'm going to say. She's on a speeder and there's wind in her hair. Yeah. And she's having to shout. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yep. And it's like, yeah, brilliant. That's, that's, that's how direction works. And that's how going on a speeder works instead of Mandalorian where there's two speeders just and they're having like a little conversation. Oh, yeah, right, right mate. mate. What's yeah, your yeah. dinner? When I'll, um, what's our pretty, uh, pretty boy's Cobb name? Vanth. Oh, Cobb Vanth. Yeah. Cobb Vanth and Mando just like, having a little chat on the speed. One's got a helmet on as well. (laughs) 200 miles an hour. Yeah, Yeah, let's just have a chat on the speed. Oh, it winds me up. Um, They get it right. Brilliant. Brilliant. Absolutely 
brilliant. I'm so, so here for that little intro. Do you know what else I like, mate? There was a line in mm. this which uh, it it got me thinking because I've mentioned Fallen Order and I don't expect Feloni to suddenly give us like, I know a few people we did. We spoke to OP1, um, our, our Northern friend outside the screening who said, you know, these the 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 look of this ancient civilization has a like Zepho feel to it from Fallen Order. Now, look, you know me, mate. I would love them to connect to the games. Feloni probably yeah. hasn't even heard of them. Um, but no, I take that back. Feloni probably doesn't care. But what I did like about it was Morgan Elsbeth. At one point, Shin says, uh, she, once, uh, once Morgan says that the planet of Arcana once belonged to the Night Sisters of Dathomir, Shin looks at her almost in like astonishment, like, you're a witch. Like, I've never met one of you before. And she, no, she turns around, looks at her and says, a survivor. And that is mm. what, that is the core of, Fallen of Night Sister Marion in Fallen Order and Survivor. She calls her, herself and Cal survivors. They're not enemies. They're not. They're not trapped. They're survivors. I love that. It may or may, it may have been an unintentional call out, but I love that. Even in doing so, there was an actual synergy with the only other real surviving Night Sister who also called herself a survivor. So that jumped out to me. Just just a little word, mate. It's, uh, it, it got it got the juices going a bit. I thought the exact same thing on the first viewing. First viewing, I thought the exact same thing. I know you mentioned it at the pub. Yeah, it's it's brilliant. The synergy, the synergy between between the whole law, the expanded law, the, the 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 TV shows, the films. You know, why not? Why not yeah, keep to there. it? Keep to it, and it and it and it becomes when you're more faithful to the canon. I think the canon just means so much more. You know, and I know I, I know I have my. Uh, you know, long-term listeners know that I have my skepticisms on, you know, the books and the comics sometimes mm-hmm. in, in, in Star Wars and they, you know, general authenticity to the canon. You know, I, I think it's debatable at times. We know it's debatable at times, but yeah, during this, it did feel so cohesive from, yeah. from the wit, from the, from the witch stuff, which by the way, the night sister stuff, oh, I'm Go not on. always. I'm not always a big fan of it. I'm not always. I weren't a fan of it in 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 Clone Wars. I don't think it's that Star Warsy. Um, but it's very well handled here. I will admit that. You know, when when um, old Moore's Goth, whatever <laughs> I wrote down, when old Morgan, <laughs> when old spider. Morgan is, uh, you know, using uh, like the, the floating the, the the map, the ball in the second episode, and you see that little bit of green you know fiery magic, stuff you're yeah. like oh look there you go yeah magic but it's not i was i was discussing this with the the the, the, the other the other day it's, it's just another word isn't it you know when they say oh it's magic for this yeah i, I don't want to i don't want to turn this into a moaning session about something that's not really you know you moaner <laughs> it's it's just <laughs> you know the whole idea but i think i think i think with 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 words, I was speaking to someone about this the other day. I think it's like in uh, Princess Mononoke, right? The the, the, the Japanese anime film. Yeah. I love, I love, love, love that film. But what you'll find in 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 that film and in um, you know a lot of you know Japanese stories, they might use the words like demon, right? But it doesn't it doesn't directly translate to what demon would necessarily mean in Western culture, right? Mm-hmm. From yeah. That, that derives from Christianity, right? From a biblical kind of context on on that word, because we the, the truth is we don't have another word for it, right? So the best thing that it kind of just like how in Greek 
you have different meanings for uh, different words for like love. Yeah. Now in English, I say, oh, I love a coffee versus I love my wife. My wife. Yeah. yeah. Completely. Yeah. yeah we, for, because of context, we can understand that those mean different things, don't we? But in, in languages like Greek, they actually have specific words for them. Right. Now, with that, with that, I, I, I have a love hate relationship with like the word magic in Star Wars because it's clearly an iteration of the force, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah. clearly just the force just being used differently by different people who therefore have a different word or interpretation for it. But just it grinds my gears, Matt, that there's very real world, in- isn't it? <laughs> There's a K on the end of magic, so it changes it up just that little bit. Uh, <laughs> Does it really? serious? M A G I C K. So they stuck a K oh. on the end. Of like oh, it's, it's different now, guys. But um, there's okay. been different different kind of cultures, I guess, or factions mm. used to have different terms for it, which I like. The Night Sisters. I love the idea of them because I like the idea that in this massive galaxy, it isn't just these humans have the force and that's pretty much it or it is other fact now of course it all comes down yeah it comes down to the execution let's not lie about it but um and it does run the risk of going too wild like too mad with the with the with the whole night sisters and what they stand for um i i think so far it's been for me it's been done well enough or at least restrained enough you don't really see them all that often they have they're fairly prominent in the clone wars later on they're they're in obviously the jedi star wars jedi games because of Merin, but they're not overused for me to the point where i'm like oh wow we've got we've got we've got a, where, where, when are the knights just coming in this is kind of now distorting my view of things to me it's just another kind of like weird cult group on like the fringes of the galaxy they're just doing their thing and also as of now they are other than Morgan, there are no more. So that's their 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 story is pretty much done. Mm, um, and I know people will say, and I can remember Shawnee Boy I think said, "Why you know Morgan is now a night sister? We didn't get that in the Mandalorian. We didn't get any idea that she was. I mean, I suppose you could look at her the color of her clothing, but um, I kind of posited that the jewel she has with Ahsoka in the Jedi was more like an honor jewel, where it's we're not going to use our mastery of the Force or, or magic." We're going to fight with a lightsaber, and I'm going to fight with mm. the best gas spear, and may mm. the best warrior win. It's that Eastern, honor. yeah, honor. and the honor, an honor jewel, that Asian influenced cinema, which is Star Wars through and through. We know Filoni loves that, so I think that's why uh, Morgan Elsbeth didn't suddenly start whipping out green flames in um, in the Mandalorian. And I, I do think, I hope that they're going to use that sparingly in Ahsoka. I don't want to see. Um, like uh, green uh, force lightning, I yeah, I, fine. They don't overuse that. It, it's similar to that, I guess. You could say force yeah, lightning exactly. is a thing. They don't overuse exactly. it. Same with the green. Use the green flame as a visual indication of their force ability, but I don't really want to see it like weaponized too much because I think that would look a bit lame. Well, you could. I oh, by the way, on the exact same page, exact mm. same page. You could almost say that about any, you know. Star Wars ability or force ability Ooh, to, force, some, to, yeah. to, to some degree, right? So why didn't they do that? I mean, at that point, come on, lads, just, you know, you're watching, you're watching stuff. space wizards, aren't you? You're watching yeah. just, you, you know, get a grip, 
get a grip. Go with it. Um, oh, that's that's that, that's me just being an old man. Listen, um, <laughs> do you think? Because you mentioned about like you know the the the, the wider context of the witches or you know yes. the night sisters, you know, and her people that Morgan says, you know, oh, well, I'm a survivor, which I think is actually a really nice way to deal with that. Um, for the greater, and I suppose this this question does apply to these episodes and and, and the greater Ahsoka show, but right. Will you feel left behind? Do you think? I know we had like the view of, 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 of Charlie at the beginning. You know, yeah, I'm going to ask yeah. listeners. I'm going to ask. But if you've never seen Rebels, you've never seen Clone Wars, like, but but, but you've kept up to date with with Star Wars. Maybe you've watched Mando and Boba Fett. Do you think people will be able to follow along with this story and kind of get the gist of what's going down at, at, at points? Um, on second viewing, I think it's very important where you said get the gist because on second viewing, I think people will get the gist because early on you've got someone like Ryder Azadi talking about Commander Bridger and Ezra and Sabine's there and all, and you see them you're also <laughs> you can kind of work out who's who. So immediately they're like, okay, who's, who's Ezra? Point. And then Hera and Sabine and Ahsoka mention it. So I think they set up straight away that this guy called Ezra Bridger is important. We, we, we know who Sabine is based on her look and her rock and roll music intro and her kind of spiky attitude. Hera, she's the mummy in, 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 in every way in this. We get that uh, from the show, I think. But I think that the, the, the emotional resonance and the, the weight of their actions is missing mm. if you haven't seen us, uh, Rebels. Like why, why are they going after Ezra? Why is he so important? He, uh, accordingly, who's Thrawn? What you know? What's what? Why, if he comes back, why will there be war? I mean, that Rebels doesn't necessarily answer that question, but it obviously shows what threat he can pose. I, I do Ooh. think uh, that the show does a good enough job, and it does spend the first two episodes expositing quite heavily. I think of what's going on and who's who. But I do think if you haven't seen Rebels, and if you don't have any idea who these characters are, you may be a little bit lost as to their motivations or their or why they're doing what they're doing. But I think the show does enough so you can at least get their characterizations and you can learn enough about them. Like Charlie said, he got the gist of what was happening, even if maybe he didn't quite understand you know, Ezra, what this, what the importance of him and all the rest of it was. So yes and no. I think the show does a good enough job of telling you, but I think seeing Rebels, or at least you know, go and watch Alex Damon's 10-minute uh, catch-up on Rebels to which find out very who's good. who. Yeah, which is, those videos it, it, great. All four episodes, all four seasons in ten minutes. It'll bring you up to speed and give you a surface level look. But I remember because what are you thinking now? You've seen it the second time. Do you now think uh, this show covers it enough that you don't need to have seen Rebels or Clone Wars? Because that was a concern going in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it is a concern. I, I, I would still say there's a bit of me that's concerned for the rest of the series i think the first two episodes actually do a pretty good job of catching you up on like mm -hmm. ahsoka is a former jedi um she's capable of doing this she can use the force this character does this this character used to be a a, a, a trainee a padawan of ahsoka so on and so forth i think it's really telling this morning that gav my, my my painter decorator was like having a little coffee break, and he was like, "So what?" He was like, "So do I?" He he was really intrigued by this, on, and he was Gav. watching this, and he goes, "He there were points where he goes, it does look good, didn't it?" He was going, "It does look good," and this is a guy who's seen the Mandalorian. He's his favorite new Star War 
Rogue One. And he, we've had we've had a few chats about it. He, he was telling me like his favorite, um, you know, like sci-fi franchise is Alien. So he he prefers nice. like Alien and you know Predator and stuff. But uh, he's like, no, no. But I like I like Star Wars, and I've liked uh, some of the new stuff. And I was like, okay. I, I just think it's telling that there's something about this show that people were drawn in. I saw my I saw it with my missus mate next door. I was watching it and she, she's meant to be working. She's got these big fat off headphones on and she keeps like moving the headphone like off one yes. ear to look at the hotel and to look at the TV and, 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 and see what's happening to, to catch some dialogue. And she was like giving me opinions on stuff. I'm like, see, this show is drawing people in. There is That's something in it. There is something in it. And I think there is, I, I think it's a bit of felony magic. It could be that. I, totally. I, I, I I think he he's got he's he gets it you know and I don't think that's gonna say that's not to say that this series is going to be perfect these these two episodes are not perfect but it does have a je ne sais quoi and it doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't go it doesn't lean on hey look this is <laughs> this is a big cameo and look hey over here this is a big thing or this is this yes. it it yet we'll see but. Mm. But it was why you're a bit skeptical. No, bit skeptical, uh, no, no. I, I, I know we know we know Daddy Anakin's coming. We know that for a pretty oh, much. Yeah, we true. know for a fact because the trailer said. Um, true, but I just, I just wonder. That's all. It's I'm I'm digging the first two episodes, and I'm glad that we can now hopefully the path is clear to be a bit more about Ahsoka as a series rather than let's catch up on what came before. But with that, of course, now is almost the un- unknown territory that, okay, the exposition's mm-hmm. out of the way. Now we're going to see what the story is. And of course, it could all fall apart in the next few episodes. Uh, the MacGuffin, for example, could that could that, that whole thing could just not work. Um, it's early the, days. The, 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 exactly. The characterizations could fall apart. We could, something yeah. could happen which does, doesn't, w- which throws a, a spanner in a wrench of the story. Or it could be incredible, which I hope for. Uh, so we're now entering kind of the unknown regions. In terms oh. of the story, if you, uh, I think as well, oh. when there were some things in in episode two here where uh, Morgan is talking about like the Eye of Scion and things like that, and obviously different galaxies. I don't, I don't mind the idea of different galaxies. You know, it's, it's space, it's infinite. There's other things out there, but like the Eye of Scion, I like the idea of it, but I thought the name was a bit naff. I, I was like, is this the, the Eye of Scion? It does. It sounds like the Eye of Sauron. It sounds like when I say it to myself now, but. Um, there was kind of like li- little words and that, little things like that. I thought, yeah, I'm not so sure about that. Is that going to ruin the show? No, it isn't. Absolutely not, not whatsoever. And Star Wars has got plenty of other rubbish titles for objects and things. But um, the, yeah, we're going forward. Who knows? Are we going to get, we're definitely getting an Anakin, but are we going to get these flashbacks to the Clone Wars? Will they be any good? Are we going to get mm. big reveals from other characters coming in or... I don't know. I, I really because it's serialized and it is one long story and it feels like that. I really just hope it. I said it in the in the pre-show hype. I just want it to be about Ahsoka and the Rebels gang. I say that because that's what the trailers have told us. Just just follow that. Let's make it about finding Thrawn and Ezra, and then let's deal with that when we get to it. I don't really want to see too many offshoots going on here. Um, the, having seen these two episodes, though, mate, I don't think we will. I do think it mm. is going to be focused now on. Let's just get Ezra and Thorn. I don't think we're going to be like, oh, well, look, I need to call Din Djarin for help. I need to call Boba Fett. I don't think we're going to get that. Mm. Do you? Do you think we're going to get an influx of appearances? <sighs> I'm, not, one? I'm not. I'm not so sure. I'm not the so sure. I think it's work for me. I don't think. 
I th- it, it, it depends. It depends. It really does. I know that's such a sucky cop out, you know, answer. Um, oh, you cop out. To me, it feels like this season of Ahsoka, this series, it does feel from the get-go that there is a clear objective, that there is a clear end game from the start. You can't say the same of the Book of Boba Fett. You can't say mm-hmm. the same of arguably the Mandalorian season three or Mando season three started one way. And it, you know, that at times it, it, you know, you know, it slows, it speeds up. And then before you know, it kind of wraps up at the end. And again, I, I, there's a lot to love in Mando season three. I like Mando season three, but this does, it does, it does feel different. It feels like there yeah, is more clarity behind what is being told and the point of it. Therefore it could be that, yeah, there isn't a need. And if there's not a need, you know, you've, yeah, you've, you've, we've, we've got, we've got old Morgan, you know, she was in Mando season, um, two, two. We've, we, we, we've got the mention of Thrawn, you know, who was mentioned in Mando. We're, we're probably going to get other characters that not, aren't necessarily Mando or Boba Fett turn up, but you know, who knows? Who knows? I would say never say never because I think they still do want to remind us as the audience and the general public that, is, that this mm. is still part of a shared universe and it's going somewhere. Yes. So oh, right now I'm very, very, very split on it, mate. Can I be nitpicky? Can I be a bit of an old man? Always. On something? Is that right? Always. Okay. I'm just completely seg- complete, like topic change segue, right? Okay. Um, Sabine's hair. Sabine's okay. hair. I would have changed it a little bit. What long I would have short? Just, which which one? I lo- I love you know when she cuts off her hair. Very you know very symbolic, very religious. You know, dedicating herself to to yeah, precisely like Canaan, dedicating herself back to you know the the way right. Um, but no, it's it's the color. I probably just would have changed the the shade of the color, the how she does the coloring of her hair, the purple to the red to the orange. Too much. It is. It's a bit too much. I know we see it in the in the in, in the animated series, but I would have just you'd still have the color, but just do the tone, the shade, just mm-hmm. a little bit, a little bit more natural, just just a little bit, that you know, ombre tone. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's nitpicky though. You know, because I'm, I'm I'm sprinkling some nitpick in this, yeah. Because at That's times do, I feel it? like I'm just you know you know just going mental about this and glorifying the whole thing, <laughs> so, you know, because it is yeah. it is, it is a little bit like that. I didn't yeah. I didn't mind it, mate. I, I I think towards the end it got it seemed to get darker, where it is just the roots. I guess I don't know um, terminology of hair goes beyond me. Uh, so. <laughs> That that's where now. Well, again, we're going through unknown paths now. As Ahsoka said, nice haircut. Maybe in episode three, four, five, mm. six, seven, eight, it, <laughs> it either it either grows on you or it becomes it just looks different. It darkens. I don't know. Maybe she'll have a helmet on a bit more. But I know what yeah. you mean, mate. I understand. I I like that they kept the the aesthetic similar to her speeder, which you know, yellow, purple, red, like it was in Rebels. And I think we are going to get a. I think we are going to get, like you said about Ahsoka, I think Sabine is going to start moving away from that stylized look into, and she's still going to have her, her artistry and her Sabininess to her, but I do mm. think that she's going to move away from the <laughs> from her overly colourful facade. 
uh, just like you say, because people people mature and their tastes change as they grow up. And I'm and I'm here for it because it works so well in animation. And I think for me, it works fine in live action. But I do think they are there is going to be a change. I don't think we're necessarily going to see Sabine riding around on brightly coloured speeders as much now. I think that's no. going to be a, a thing that Filoni does to show her her growth. And but that's what we do now. We we nitpick on this show. I mean, I could have I, I look at something like Corellia in this episode and think it's fine. It looks. It looks. It doesn't stand out particularly. It looks a bit. It, I know it's an industrial um, planet or an industrial city, the Corellia spaceport, but it didn't really jump out to me. It uh, wasn't visually as pleasing as we'd seen it in Solo. I know it was different. It was in the evening, so it was. It was it looked a lot better um, to me. It's mm. there's something about it which it just looked a bit ho hum, and it didn't really kind of. I wasn't a huge fan of it. And the Corellia sequence I did like in the second episode. Um, it wasn't the, I don't think it was the strongest part of the entire two episodes I saw, but I did like the fact that it set up that this new Republic facility was actually being run by what empire sympathizers, yeah. uh, which Gehera and Ahsoka just ripped into. I love when one of them says for the empire. And then later Hera says, Oh, they're empire loyalists. He's like, Oh, they're not loyal to the empire. He did shout for the Empire as he tried to shoot you, but then she's like, you know, they're, they're, they're just greedy. But I, I like that it's showing that corruption that the New Republic, they think they've got a handle on things, but mm. no, 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 they don't. Mm-hmm. And, and even going back to mm-hmm. the very first shot of Captain Hale before Balan skewers him, the, the, I think it's a very deliberate shot from behind where when Balan and Shin's sh- ship comes down, uh, Captain Hale, the New Republic officer, he's standing in the middle. He's got his arms behind his back, legs spread, and he's got and he's flanked by officers. And it looks very much like the Empire. It looks very imperialistic, which I think is for me is like the New Republic isn't all that different from the Empire. Um, and also the no, they, they, they've got the brown and yeah. brown and blue garbs on that they had in Return of the Jedi and the new blue New Republic uniforms, which I thought was quite cool as well. But yeah, yes. Corellia looks okay, but it it wasn't. Compared to the other locations, I did think it looked a bit flat. Interesting. Yeah, no, I can kind of get that, especially when they're like moving from A to B in Corellia, you know. But I liked that they just went back to Corellia because that makes yeah, sense, you know. Did yeah. it look as Ship good movie. as in Solo? No, but I, you know, I, I, I get it. I get it because it's not filmed that, and they didn't spend loads of time there. Um, yep. But hey, you know, could you have gone to a physical location and done it? Probably. Hey, talking of location, you know, you know um, what I thought of this morning. What dawned cool. on me this morning about this show? This has got to be, especially like stateside. This has got to be now the least affected show by by the pandemic, right? Compared to Mando, yes. right? Season three, Book of Boba Fett, Kenobi. And even Andor, to some extent, but it was filmed in the UK. So, so yeah, I think so, this is you know, tail end. A yeah, little bit different in the UK, but yeah, and I think that comes across. I think that comes across on in 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 the show. Um, but anyway, yeah, just wanted to throw that out there. Um, I'm, I'm glad they went to Corellia, Corellia mate. I'm glad they went to Corellia and they didn't like make up another planet just to be like, hey, this is a planet where they build stuff. Yep. No, it makes yep. sense that it's on Corellia. Um, yeah. I, a weasley I'm, guy who runs the factory as well, Min Weaver. What a weasel he was to kind of boss oh, of the mate. thing. Great acting. I thought he was such a little uh, little goon. <laughs> 
I I loved it, and again, it's this. It's adding so much so much context to the wider story, to the wider saga of where the galaxy is, where people's hearts are, where people's minds are, and really how how corrupt everything can be. Because well, everyone's imperfect, and they're being run by an imperfect system, and a lot of people, a lot of people. A little bit of commentary going on here. I'm just happy to go along with 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 stuff if it suits yes, them, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, I thought I thought that was really really cool. And there were some really cool lines um, um, in that. I think there was, you know, hey, look, I, at the end of the day, I'm loyal to my investors. Yeah, it's like, oh. <laughs> and which it's is very, very timely. Weird. It's very yeah. timely, especially with these strikes and stuff going on. I was like, oh, that's quite interesting that 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 mm-hmm. got dropped. Um, something else I wanted to just just swinging back to the first episode, um, if you don't mind, like on the map, mm-hmm. something that, w- that that was really cool is you know um, Sabine is looking at the uh, at this map and she's trying to figure out that this kind of puzzle and she's she's able to do that because she has more of an artistic eye, right? She can see that there's this this artifact and you know it requires kind of like a, a, a solving, like a puzzle solving. Um, but the map has three statues. And I, I immediately, mm-hmm. I said this to your brother at the, uh, in, in, in London at the viewing. I was like, hmm, three central figures, three statues. This reminds me of Mortis a little bit, you know, it's but three, a ah, little bit, mate, little bit, but threes are, you know, seen very much as kind of like a sacred, you know, number, a sacred yes. setup in, 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 in a lot of faiths and a lot of ways. And I was like, that's, that's interesting, but. That 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 map was it? Were they laying down the location that uh, Morgan and Shin were at? You know that like kind of um, what's it called? Stonehenge. Cetos. The name. Cetos. I, I had the subtitles on. Ah, okay. Well, Stonehenge. It a bit like, yeah, Tython. Stonehenge. Yeah. It it was a bit like Tython, and it's again. Is is it like? Is is it using a similar technology or similar force or quote unquote magic with a K at the end as Tython? Who kn- who knows? And it, it's the I, I like it though. It feels very very fantasy, and I'm so I'm so happy, so excited to see where this is going because it's 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 new. There's a lot of new things. Even right at the end where Morgan is on the ship, the um the projections the um oh, like yeah the, yeah the, the hollows the, the sky the hollow thank you the hollows yeah. use some sort of weird technology to do that Dusty, it's like aren't they? yeah that's different that is worse yeah. like a like a liquid it moves liquid, like a liquid yeah, yeah. and it's you know you're like what's that you know is that a yeah, technology yeah. that thrawn and his people use or something maybe because even architecturally it looked different it looked different yes and i hope i hope I hope it doesn't go too down that. Hey, this looks a bit more Star Trek than Star Wars, but for the time being, yeah, I was I was really really happy to see that. It's all these small details, mate. There's so many details there in these first two lot. episodes. We haven't even talked about Chopper, your favourite war criminal, mate. Well, my boy. Well, I was going to, but just on the Eye of Scion, which is yeah. that gold thing where they're in. It, I, I like the look of it, but yeah, like you are. I, if that 
if that's what the new galaxy is like, kind of like all shiny and new, that's going to take a bit of getting used to. Um, and of course, they had to go to Corellia to get the hyperdrive to fit into this thing. So there was a reason for them to go to Corellia, and it all it all t- uh, tied in. It all rhymes. It's like poetry. Um, so yeah but, oh, yeah, but like you say, I like the look of it. I love the new hollow, the kind of liquid hollow. I thought that was very cool. Um, and I do like seeing new things like that. And as we saw from the trailer. Uh, old Thorny, Thorny, Thorny. He is on that particular bridge <laughs> at some point, so yeah, they're gonna get him. But um, yeah. So uh, on to, about the map, sorry, mate. Yeah, the, the the starting point is is the planet of Cetos, which is like the anti Tython. That's yeah. the starting point. That's where they have to be in order to get on the Eye of Zion and make the trip, which again is called the Path to Peridia. Uh, they call it. Um. And again, Oof. the Jedi younglings at the temple, we spoke of it in as a legend and Morgan's like, yeah, no, it's true. But that that leads the way to, to there and kind of Balin's a bit like, look, my vision's a little bit cloudy in all of this, but let's just go for it anyway, I guess. So, so yeah, there, there's obviously Ahsoka's going to end up on that planet at some point of Cetos uh, and that's where the chase is going to begin and she'll fight Balin and it's all very exciting. But um, mm. Chopper, mm. mate. When Chopper showed up, because he's he's not given like a hero's welcome, we uh, Hera and uh, Soka they get to get to um, Corellia and the, the Phantoms there, and then just as they walk off, you see Chopper in like the uh, on the wing in his little droid port, kind of just talking to himself. But then he gets his moment to shine when the Phantom is uh, is chasing down this CT zero five, that's the transport that has the hyperdrive uh, core to it, and. That's when we get prop. That that's it was chopper to a T, wasn't it? The the, mm-hmm. the sounds, mm-hmm. the way he looks. You know, have you been going through my stuff? No. And have you looked under this? And when he eventually throws that tracking device, and he's kind of giving the guns. You know, he's getting getting his biceps out. I loved seeing chopper. Chopper is the you know you can't do chopper wrong. Uh, I can't wait to see him do more. And it was nice to see Hera and Chopper. Also having that moment in the ship, we got to see Hera piloting, which is obviously what she is, one of the best yeah. pilots out there. But we get to see her conversing with Chopper and calling him Chop. And that, again, a kind of mother-nephew kind of relationship. I thought that was so cool to see. And um, I do wish we'd seen more of Hera. I do kind of think she was yeah. used as a as an Ezra Bridger. She was a Bridger, a link here between, oh. so we could give information between Ahsoka and Sabine, and then she could kind of say certain things to each of them. I hope she gets a little bit more to do going forward. I think she will. Um, yeah. But we'll see. I but it's nice I for her to get that moment with Chop in in the Phantom, uh, which, again, we've got the tracking devices on the ship. Our heroes now know where, where to go. But, no, I love I love seeing Chop, mate. It's It, it made this uh, little heart smile to seeing our favourite war criminal doing what he does best. He, he also wanted to bring criminal. the ship down onto the city, oh. didn't he? Oh, yeah. She's like, like, no, no. we can't. Hera's like, no, we can't do that. But that's another thing. I said that earlier. You know, um, Filoni's given us some context. It's like, no, we can't just blow up the ship. We can't just do that because then, but you know, if they didn't have that line, people would be like, why didn't they just shoot it down or something? Bring it down, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I, I like that. I really, really do. I don't think it always is necessary, but, you know, here and there, it really does help with just just believing, just believing what's happened. And that sounds yeah. a bit daft, doesn't it? Because we're, we're talking about a galaxy far, far away at the end of the day. Um, and I thought it was really awesome that, you know, while we're on that like scene, which was a gr- another, another great looking scene. 
Right? You love it, don't you? Oh, just the ships and everything. Everything just moves how it should. Everything looks as it should. The the, the VFX, mate, Lucasfilm continues to set the standard, mate. It really does. ILM, shout out to everyone who's worked on this. Fantastic. Absolutely tremendous. Um, yeah, I, I love that there was a mention of uh, like an SSD, Super Star Destroyer. Yes, right? That is yeah. that is what they mean when they say when they're talking yeah, about the hyperdrive yeah. core, right? That is a superstar. Okay, fantastic, fantastic. It's like, oh yeah, we got a hyperdrive core from the SSD from the SSD, and yeah. they're taking it. Here. And Hera's like, why do we need that? <laughs> you know, it's just yes. it's it's not super complicated. And I think the point of this show is that it isn't that complicated and and star wars the original trilogy wasn't that complicated it was it's pretty straightforward and i tell you what mate i'll say this i i I think this show will have a lot of success in in as much that 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 i can imagine families particularly stateside you know with that 6 p.m or 9 p.m and everything in between uh debut on disney plus you know curling up on the sofa getting the popcorn ready or getting a pizza in and watching Ahsoka all together. There is something mm. in, in this show. I think there's something for everyone. I think kids are going to love it. I think adults are going to love it. Star Wars fans are going to love it. Prequel fans, Clone Wars fans, original trilogy fans. It, 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 I, th- I have a feeling it will do well. By the way, I've not seen anything. I don't know if you have. I've not even looked at the... Re- I ain't had time. I ain't had time to look at other people's responses no, to no, no. I've, I've muted the Discord. That's how, even, even though we've already seen it, I want to talk... Okay, I, 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 we always say, I, I don't know what anyone thinks, neither does Luke. We'll, we'll, we'll check when we get off this recording. So as far as I know, everybody hates this episode and we're the only two who like it. Who knows? But um, I think people are going to really enjoy this, my man. Um, Do you, you, you reckon? You reckon? I think people... I, I, get, I think there will be there will be some who are just anti-Disney who won't, but that's just going to be the case. I think there'll be some who have <laughs> genuine concerns, maybe with like the MacGuffin side of yeah, it, or maybe it. the characterizations. I don't know. But I think for the most part, there will be, people will be enjoying this. And if you like Hu Yang and you like Lothcats, you're going to be in an awful lot of uh, joy here. Cause those Lothcats, mate, animatronic Lothcats. Loth- how good they looked. Has that, that's got to be like one of the, the greatest bits of puppeteering we've seen. Like it's it was superb on that budget as well. I cannot believe how good it looked. Yeah. I can't, mate. I can't. Mate, it, it was sensational. And you know it helps the guys on set as well when it's actually there. And of course, obviously they'll they'll augment the face a little bit in post, but you know that they can Sabine can go down, give a little pet. What I notice is Ahsoka doesn't pet the loft cat. Ahsoka hates the Lothcat, confirmed. Um, she kneels down. I was like, oh, she's going to pet it. She just looks at it gravely and walks off. Um, she probably ate it later. But um, yeah, no, that I thought that was a fantastic feat of pup- um, puppeteering. Uh, and Hu Yang, David Tennant, of course. I think he's yeah. very cool. Uh, we know yeah. he's been around forever. And his kind of quips and barbs with Sabine, I found to be um, quite fun uh, when when he's saying like your aptitude to the force is, is lower than any padawan i've ever seen i know um, that was bants and <laughs> and, and even and when the when that uh, when she's looking in the droid's head sabine to try and extract the information about the map and it's the the core processor is overheating and he's like come on pull, pull the plug I, I found it funny when Hera's like oh yeah I, I think it's a good idea let's do it and he's like you're a hologram of course you'd say that but yes. i think he's he's chopper is the comic relief 
uh, in one way, but I think Hu Yang is in a different way. He's stoic, but he's but we can also understand what he's talking about. So he's kind of snappy as well, and him and Sabine seem to kind of balance each other out quite well. So I liked that element as well, bringing in stuff we've all seen before, but maybe the wider public haven't. We know who Yang is a lightsaber expert. We know he's catalogued every single one in ever made. And when he says, I know Balans, but I don't know who the other one is, it adds that extra element of mystery to, again, who, who is this Shin person? Where did this her lightsaber come from? It's, I, I love those little layers too. And I think the, the, these are all new characters that, that people are going to meet. Again, like you said, Huyang, Chopper. I think some people might take umbrage with, with, with some of the portrayals and be like, oh, they're a bit stupid, you know, but you know, some that's will, what yeah. some, some will, but people are going to moan. Do you know what I've done, mate? Do you know what I've done, mate? Cool. I've uh, gone onto the old YouTubes and I'm, I'm rewatching oh, no. the trailers. I'm okay. rewatching the Ahsoka trailers. Because I was just a moment ago, I was convinced we've pretty much seen all of the footage now, right? From from the trailers. And I think I do this every series now. Yeah, I go, we've seen everything in the first two episodes. Other than Thrawn. Thrawn. Um, I've uh, loaded up uh, the one that, that was posted a month ago. Um, Mon Mothma. We've not seen Mon Mothma. Obviously, there's a Mama scene. Mothma. Um, there's Mama Mothma. Um, I'm just watching it through now. Yet yeah, we've seen that. Lothal. We've seen Sabine on the bike. That first episode was long as well, wasn't it? 50, 56 minutes, minutes or something. 50, yeah, 56. Yeah. The second one was about 43, I think, something like that. So uh, all in all, something like that. It's, give, it's over an hour and a half in length, both of them, which is, uh, like we say, it's like a it's like a mini movie. Well, a movie in itself, mini movie, no, an actual film. But um, I think we have seen, we haven't seen Thrawn yet. We haven't seen uh, Mon. Um, Mon yep. There might be like a few dogfight scenes or something we haven't seen, but ah, seen Marek. Is being- it Shin Shin versus Sabine again? Maybe did we see? Did we see that? I don't think we but saw short that. Hair, isn't she in that shot? Um, Shin has. Uh, sorry, um, Sabine has, and she yeah. says something like "You you have no power" or or something like that. She says. So we're going to get a, There's a few bits. There's a few fight. bits, but most it's it's the vast majority of this marketing material has come from the first two that's episodes, mate. So very, very exciting. That 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 gets exciting, exciting. right? Yeah, because like we said, we're now in the unknown uh, stretch. Like this could now fall apart horribly in part three. I don't think it will. Um, I, th- I think it's they've set it up nicely. The mystery, Ooh. I think, is so well done, and this kind of menacing, yeah. sinister atmosphere, which I keep going on about is yep. really there honestly even though i knew what happened because we'd seen works it well it works it well. does even at the end yeah. of part c part two when uh you know when they're on the when they're on cetos and they go get on the eye of scion there is oh even then my stomach was kind of dropping or, or when hair is chasing after the uh the hyperdrive <laughs> course like, oh my god they're gonna blow her up or something because yeah. the show to me the, yeah <clears throat> it's a funny one because there are no stakes because you can get stabbed and get away with it but because one of our main characters was almost killed, you, there is that kind of, oh, I don't know who's going to make it out of this because yeah. there is no pre-existing stories for these guys after other than the fact that they've got the film. I think uh, maybe they'll all make it to the film. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Interesting. There's all. There's Thanks. also the scene of Ahsoka dueling Balin in the, the temple. Yes. On that on planet Sintos. with the pink 
pinky trees or whatever it is. And, and the What's that called again? Now, What's that called? CETOS. 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 Again, so everything else we have seen. That is bizarre, isn't it? They really and have the map is out, isn't it? Mm. We thought that's the world between what so they're fighting. So the map's been I'm trying to kind of do like mental no, 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 no. So the I'm map has it. been unlocked, so Ahsoka's yeah. gonna know where to go. Oh man. Mm. That, that's gonna I know. be very I wouldn't cool. be surprised. Next, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the next episode. To the next episode, we. Uh, I think it will be. My one last, my one last <laughs> nitpick before I just you know compliment everything again. Um, yep, yep. Ezra, who plays Ezra, mate? I know we've got it here. Who? who Eman Ezfandi. I'm not a fan of the portrayal of, portrayal of Ezra. I wasn't 100 percent convinced in 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 the trailer, but I think I gave him the benefit of the doubt. But watching, you know, Sabine watch Ezra in that in in the outfit and the the, the the portrayal I don't know if he was like really just channeling that animated Ezra Bridger but which he obviously would have been but I oh, there's something that just didn't work for me so if we do see Ezra eventually in 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 this series then I hope I hope that comes across as like decent you know that's I that's a little it. worry I have you didn't mind it it's I probably, didn't mind it. But it's probably me. It's probably me, mate, to be honest. That's how it goes, yeah. isn't it? They're, they're, yeah. That's the beauty of, the beauty of it. One, one will like one, but then it might be the other way around. You might like it when we see him, and I might think, ah. Because yeah, in, that, in that hologram, he had to pretend he was 10 years younger, remember? So this was 10 years ago, this hologram was made, and it has to feel like Rebels Ezra at that point. Um, yeah. So they yeah, kind of have to feel a bit, kind of bit more jovial. And I also like that people were worried about retcon in the season the season finale with Ahsoka the White. This doesn't do anything like that. That happens no. before this, and this is all after that. And and, and that um, hologram from Ezra doesn't. It is a different one from the one we see at the end of Rebels. But I think the Ezra we're going to see in Ahsoka, assuming he's alive, we don't know. I'm, I'm guessing is going to be very different. And I, I, I laboured that point earlier on that Ahsoka, sorry, sorry, Sabine and Ahsoka, but Sabine, Hera, and that should feel different from Rebels because it's been a decade. Ezra is going to be very different and I cannot wait to see how he's portrayed because that could be a make or break. If he's this kind of grizzled, sort of tough uh, character who doesn't feel like Ezra at all, that could be too much for some. So I'm really interested to see where they go with Ezra and he's the only one in the in the trailers who we haven't seen like modern Ezra, if you know what I mean. We've seen Thrawn. But we haven't True. seen anything of Ezra outside of of that Good point. hologram, mate. I so still, I, I, I suspect, I'm, I suspect they're holding something back. I 100%. really do. I, yeah, it's really giving that vibe, and I'm, I'm so. The thing is, these episodes are great episodes, and it's told us clearly, like what I said earlier. It's told us a game plan. It's told us roughly the trajectory, but I don't know what's going to happen in between at all yeah. and i don't yeah. and that's exciting mate that is we'll have, that we'll enough exciting keep watching won't we but I, I like that they wrapped up what they needed to sabine and ahsoka were at odds at the end of it yeah. you know she says i'm ready she's got a mandalorian garb on and ahsoka says take us out padawan that's done with now that conflict's done we know who Hera is we know what ahsoka's game plan is we know what the baddies are up to they're going to go to find thrawn so everything's set up now and there are little nid bits like the final line where Balin says, Look, it'll be a shame to have to kill Ahsoka. There are so few Jedi left. And you know, Morgan says, oh, sentimental. He's like, mm, truth. Nothing oh. is accidental. A bit like the line you mentioned mm. earlier on where it's about Sabine and the Force sensitivity. 
nothing is accidental. You know how it how it comes back. You know if Balan's going to save Ahsoka and maybe Shin's going to cut him down. I don't know, but nothing is accidental. So that left us on a little bit of a cliffhanger, mate. And I, going into the next recaps, and that that's what we want in it, mate. We don't want to be loved, spoiled early on. I loved, I loved, loved that that dialogue between them. You know, between Morgan and Balin. Balin, what do you see? Because before he says that, you know, Tequila would be a shame, which, by the way, echo what you said. That is some juice. That is some juice that I need so to find out what's happening next. Coming back in a big way, that is. Well, he says her presence in the Force is elusive. Is that right? Is Did you get yes. that as well? Yeah, he does say Elu- that. And it's like, that's a choice of word, isn't it? Her presence mm. in the Force is elusive. Like, yep. Okay, what what are you implying by that? Is she, and I think it is to do with this that she's not really she's not really a Jedi. And throughout this episode, she's been described as a Jedi, and she's not really. She, she goes against Jedi protocol in the first episode. She's working her way back to that, maybe. But I think she's way more she's more concerned of the safety of the galaxy and and of another war breaking out. And even the description of the show, it says former Jedi Knight, Ahsoka Tano investigates an emerging threat to a vulnerable galaxy. Former Jedi Knight. Exactly. I think Um, she holds dear what the Jedi stand for, but not what they became. I think there's, I think they'll find out that's what's, what's going to be, but my days is what we're going to do next week. We're going to implode. I just hope beyond all hope, of course, that they can continue this trajectory. We both enjoyed these episodes and we will give our, standard ratings of course but you know there are things there which no- nothing major though i said that before like i'm 99 happy there's a few things like the mcguffin I'm, i just hope they nail it and ezra and thorn and how they get there but so far happy i just hope that they can continue this i hope next week continues the momentum and doesn't fall flat and kind of doesn't it's serialized but i wanted to continue this momentum i don't want it to feel like you know this is a slower episode and it's too mm. much of a link linking episode. I want them to keep this mm. momentum where stuff happens and we're building up to something. And by the time we get there, it's big. Um, it's big. So yeah, we'll see. I hope so. What a start. What a start. It ain't bad. I, yeah. And on second watch, I loved it. And I've, I've, I've come to the conclusion unless I, unless for some weird circumstance, I am not going to be watching this at 2am because I think watching stuff like this when you're tired isn't as fun for me. I know some people get a kick out of it, but I just, I I can't be, I can't be bothered. I do not have the energy. I'd much rather wake up, have a coffee and just don't go on my phone. Just turn internet off. Yeah. Just just watch, just watch it. Watch in the morning. You know, I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait. I see why they put two episodes out. I do. Yes. Uh, But, but I think uh, if if you wanted to stretch it, you, you might have been able to have got away with just the one. Maybe. Maybe. You could have done. But I'm glad we got to. Yeah. No, definitely. Definitely, right. mate. Definitely. Right. Well, yeah, there we go. Um, Here we go. I suppose it's that special part of the show, isn't it? Where we measure our feelings. <laughs> I have to with the force, mate. So, uh, do you want to? Are we are we rating uh, the both episodes individually or as a collective? Oh, in, let's do individually. Individually, individually. Let's do individually. Let's do individually. Right, well, yeah, let's well, do it. Because uh, I'm a nice guy, and Luke does deal in do the it. Ponder Baba sc- um, scale of things. 
Okay, okay. You give me your episode one. I'll do my episode one. Then we'll do episode two. How about that? How about I, that? I do. I yeah. I am. I I do partake in the Ponder Baba rating system. Okay. Um, the Imperial, the Imperial system, the Ponder <laughs> system. Um. Yeah. Part one, Master and Apprentice. Uh. I'm going to. It's simple. Eight Ponder Babas at ten Ponder Babas. Extremely strong start. Extremely strong start. But it's not. It's not perfect for me. You know. I think. Some emotional weight could have been a little bit better, a, a, a little bit better. Um, I got that emotional weight from the uh, Ahsoka episode in Mandalorian season two, funnily enough. But again, you could look at that as the indirect pilot episode of Ahsoka. But I think this is a very respectable score, mate. Come on. Okay. Eight, so eight, going eight ponders. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. Well, well, yeah. Eight, eight, yeah. Ponder. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. Uh, for me, mate, uh, I am. Uh, yeah, I'm annoyingly on the same level. I'm going to give this eight out of ten Ahsoka Tano's. I'm going to go for what? eight out of ten. That was Pouts <laughs> in Rebels. Was that, was that in the yeah. world between worlds? Yeah, when he, when for some reason it, he, he gets really hammy. <laughs> he gets really, really excited not, to be in that world um, between worlds. Ian, does Ian do Is that? Ian? It's definitely it's hard, it's it's yeah, he's come back for those wrong? episodes. Maybe maybe had a few beerios down the pub. He had clearly or been on the rums. Um, if you're the listening, rums. Ian, no slander, but he he was all over that. Um, so I'm going to give eight out of ten. I think it was a really solid start. Um, just a few kind of concerns that it it did feel a bit um, conventional with the with the map. Sorry, without saying with the map. The I whole, get that. We're, we're going to stab you, but you're going to be fine. And we also knew that. So it was a fake out from the beginning. Uh, so I enjoyed I, it I an awful that. lot, but there's yeah. more to come. Part two, mate, Toil and Trouble. What are you giving that one? Uh, toil and Trouble, um, directed by Steph Green, part two. Mm. Same again, eight out of ten. Same. Yeah. Strong start, consistent. It feels consistent. Yeah. So Ponder is not getting chopped into any pieces today. No 8.5s or 7.5s or 7.34s or none of that. 8 out of 10. By the way, we're talking about rum and cokes. Uh, We went to the Waterloo Tap after we saw Ahsoka on Monday, and you introduced me to a mighty fine beer. What was that again? The Belgian one. My word. Delirium. Proper good, that and that, that good. was a stronger one. That was there is a standard one which is about six percent, but this was it's literally called strong dark beer, and it's it's good stuff. My word. Um, over to you, mate. Part two, toil and trouble. What are you saying, mate? What rating? Um, well, I said up top, I think part one was ever so slightly stronger for me, so I, I'm going to do a bit of chopping, a bit of um, changing here. So I'm going to give this one here we go, mate, just to be pedantic 7.9. <laughs> out of 10 because at the first one it worked for me just a bit more even with those slight things i mentioned i just look when i was re-watching i was like this is boss and the second one second one i liked it i mean it did there was a few times when i thought it was going to win and it carried on going which i didn't mind at all because we got good good scenes but 7.9 just because the first one edged it slightly so i couldn't in good faith give it the same score even with justification so 8 and 7.9 mate i think an eight and eight for you. It's a good start. Oh, absolutely, mate. Absolutely. This has been phenomenal. I'm buzzing for next week. I'm going to watch it again. We're going to watch it again. Let us know what you think. Yeah. Message us on, on, on socials. We're going to be putting up social posts and what did you think? And, you know, comment on it, engage, send us voice notes. 
You know, we want we want that emotion, we want that feeling. And don't forget that this episode, guys, has been brought to you by Parsec Sabres. We're really grateful to be collabing with these guys. They are so, so lovely. Uh, use code SESSIONS for 10% off character-inspired Sabres and SESSIONS5 for 5% off all other Parsec Sabres. But 10% off character Sabres, what a deal. Those guys are legends. Thanks again for giving us this opportunity to, to, to bring you a cheeky Ahsoka recap. Yes, uh, thank you to uh, Star Wars UK and Disney Plus UK for the opportunity to see these episodes early. Very, very appreciative of that. And if you're new to the recap, that ain't always this long. Don't get too excited. We usually knock an extra 45 minutes off of that, but this is a bumper one because it's two episodes and it is the season premiere. But we are going to wrap it up now. Recap for Ahsoka Part 3 will be coming next week. Our main episodes will be dropping on a Friday each week until Ahsoka has wrapped up. So uh, recap Wednesday, main show on Friday. Lukey boy, where can everybody send us these messages that we want to hear about these shows? They can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk. Search for us on X, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Threads, uh, just search Star Wars Sessions and you will find us there. Don't forget about our email, guys. Yeah, if you want to send a voice note or an email or just a cheeky message, send it to hello there at starwarsessions.co.uk. Uh, don't forget about our Patreon, guys, patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. Um, yeah, and also we've got a Discord. If you want to join our Discord, yeah. it's like a big, lovely group chat. Send us a message because we, we we vet everyone who comes to Discord, but it's free. You don't you don't have to pay for it or anything. Uh, so yeah, it's, we'll, we'll send you a link if you want to join. Yes, just mute the spoiler chat if you do join. Uh, if you want to support the show for free as well, you can do so by just listening like you're doing now and leaving us a five-star rating or review on your podcast provider of choice, including Spotify. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, just scroll up five stars. By the time I finish a sentence, you've already given us those stars. We appreciate you doing that. They really do help the show grow. It introduces new listeners. It's another way to hear from more of you each and every week. Yes, and please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats, tell your Ewok, tell your nearest Ahsoka fan. Tell your cousin the more the oh. merrier. The cat's all spicier. Yeah, come on, come on. Yeah, tell your nearest hungry loth cat that this is the podcast you're looking for. So until next time from me, see ya. And from Luke. May the force be with you always. Thank you.